Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Forgive Me, Season 3, Episode 11. The Plot Thickens. And you're positive that Margaret is all right with me helping you out? I know it's been a while since I took over at St. Pat's, but I've never been able to shake the feeling that she still doesn't like me. Scout's honor, Benji. When have I ever lied to you? I don't think you want me to answer that question, truthfully. Father Clem, it's so wonderful to see you this morning. The pleasure's all mine, Margie. I can't thank you enough for offering to do this. You're such a lifesaver. I've learned how to do a lot for myself since Frank passed, but following Akio directions has never been my forte. Ah, say no more. I brought my trusty screwdriver, Sally, so this shouldn't take more than a jiffy. I hope you're not sick, dear. No, not at all. Just wanted to make sure you knew that I was here, too. Good, because Pat's been hacking up a lung over at the diner all week, and I've been stuck at home eating cereal instead. At our age, you've got to be awfully careful of contaminants in the air. Ain't that the truth? Uh, But don't worry, darling. Benji here's just got a case of allergies. Trust me, if he was sick, I'd have kicked him to the curb myself. Oh, Father, you're terrible. In all honesty, the second I told this one I was coming over here this morning, he just jumped at the chance to join me. I know he's too coy to let on about his favorite parishioners, but he adores you. Hmm. He does, does he? (laughs) Oh, Clem, such a kidder. So, shall we? Heavens, of course. Come in, come in. Lead the way, beautiful. (laughs) This place looks exactly how I expected it to. Whatever do you mean? I just started brewing a cup of tea. Would you like anything, Father? English breakfast for me, if it wouldn't be too much trouble. Nonsense. Coming right up. Can't do hot liquids at this time of year, Margaret. But I'd love a glass of ice water, thanks. What do you think? I'm running a resort here? The ice machine's been broken for years now. Uh, taps just fine, then. That's more like it. The cups inside the dishwasher are clean. Go on and help yourself. Don't tell me. You take it with a splash of milk and a tablespoon of honey. Right, Father? That's my usual. Ah, you know me so well. (laughs) See, there's nothing wrong with following a nice, predictable routine. Is there, Father? I never said there was anything wrong with routine. That's not what I heard, Benny. 
I'm just saying, there's a good reason your predecessor here has been part of St. Patrick's as long as he has. And if you're striving toward the same goals, you might want to consider lightening up a little. <laughs> That's all. I'll keep that in mind. Should we get started, Clem? That's the rush. We just got here. Let me sit with my friend and enjoy my tea. Of course. I never meant to rush you, but we do have another engagement this afternoon. You'll make your appointments on time. I promise. Can you at least point me in the direction of your room so I can get my head wrapped around the instructions? <sighs> if you're that impatient, it's the third door on the left. Perfect. Thanks so much, Margaret. Oh, he's so easy, isn't he? Oh, you have no idea. It's almost impossible not to get under his skin. And that shade of red he turns when he's frustrated, like a plum tomato. <laughs> Priceless. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea how you keep a straight face. Hey, Margaret. Hay's for horses, dear. When Clem told me he offered to build your new bed, I sort of assumed you'd already gotten rid of your old one. And how on earth would I have done that already? Usually the Akio delivery drivers will be more than happy to help take it out to the curb if you just give them a small tip. Now that I mention it, they're usually pretty good about assembling new units as well. A tip? What do you think? I'm made of money, Father Ben? Sheesh, you're just like that driver. Standing in my foyer like I owed him something just because he did the job his employer had specifically hired him to do. And the extra fees for assembly? Please. They wanted to charge me an arm and a leg. Uh, it's highway robbery, I tell you. Back in our day, department store employees would get you all set up. No questions asked. That's right. Yes, but in your day, those employees were a lot more likely to work for a small family-owned business. And their salaries could probably stretch a whole lot further than these corporations pay today. I don't see how that's supposed to be my problem. If these people wanted better jobs, then it's up to them to go out and get them. Wouldn't you say? I certainly would. Well then... Why don't I go and get a head start on getting your old unit taken apart so we can set up the new one? Is there someplace I can put your mattress in the meantime? Anywhere you can fit it, dear. But just be careful. I have a lot of valuable figurines around this house. And if you break one of them, I will expect you to replace it. I hear you, Margaret. Loud and clear. Uh, you coming, Clem? Ah, Benny, I think this job's really more for a strong, young ox like you. Oh, my knees aren't what they used to be. Just get the old bed out of there, and then Sally and I'll come in and help you handle the rest. Do you mind if I take her with me for this part of the job? Be my guest. So, how's things going with this A of A investigation? So, Tubbles and that uh, kid she's working with, they seem to think they've got the case, but I'm still not convinced. You can't be serious. There's no way that fire was an accident. That whole organization's been a powder keg just waiting to blow for years. I'm just surprised it took as long as it did. 
Oh, if you're so certain it was arson, who do you think's the culprit? Are you kidding? You really have no idea? Benjamin, be careful in there. I'm fine. Thanks for asking. You know, this would be a lot easier if I had a little help. I'm sure you're doing just fine. Come on, Margie. This suspense is killing me. Hmm. Joe Walters. Sure, I see your point. The whole scorned divorcee forcing his new relationship in front of the community that has rejected him. But you know as well as I do that the judge was sitting right next to me about the house plate of the new Mrs. Walters' bear claws. And your point is? <laughs> that man is far more capable than you or I ever could imagine. I wouldn't doubt that he's got minions that are more than willing to do his bidding. The plot thickens. Think about it. You've been in this town as long as I have. When hasn't the A of A pissed off somebody or other? Sure, there's a lot of credible suspects, but what if that's the point? What if it wasn't any one of them, but a whole coterie of ne'er-do-wells chomping at the bit for the Supreme Admiral's downfall? And every single one of them played an important piece of the puzzle. This conspiracy's getting a bit heady even for me, dear. Between you and Clara, I've heard just about everything. What'd that bell ringer have to say? You know Andrew, the servadon boy? She says she's had to confiscate six different lighters from him in the last month of youth group alone. She even had to put out a small wastebasket junior Bible fire in the boys' restroom last month. Burning down a whole building would be next level, but if someone really did do this... I'd bet that's a far more likely explanation for the incident. Ha! That boy is as harmless as they come, and you know it. And the former justice isn't? I'm just saying. It easily could have been a false flag operation run by the whole family. And you know as well as I do that they'd have just cause to do it. And it could have just as easily been an honest mistake on the part of the new Mrs. Walters, like the fire marshal said it was. You seem to have an awful lot of faith in Ted Palmer's capabilities in his job. Are you forgetting that he's both part-time and a volunteer? <laughs> you never catch me pretending that Ted's a competent man, but I've known Joe since he was an altar boy. He can be a bit of a blowhard, but he is ultimately harmless. Whatever you say, Clem. Fine. If you're so certain of his nefarious scheming, who else was in this imaginary coterie of criminal arsonists? That's easy. Tom Stedman. <laughs> now I know you're joking. If that boy had the backbone, he'd have torn his father-in-law's head off by now for the way the man treats his wife. Joseph Stern, man. But you know all he wants is what's best for Emily. Eh, you'd think he maybe would have thought of that before running out on her mother and constantly belittling the man she chose to spend the rest of her life with. Suit yourself, Clementine. Believe all you will about what those boys tell you and Benny in that secret box of yours. But I've got eyes and ears all over this town. So, tell me... How would burning down the A of A be what's best for Emily? Oh, <laughs> that's the juiciest part. Could you help me drag this out to, to the curb now that I've got it apart, Clem? Sheesh, I'd just love to, Benji, but these knee 
knees of mine are just on fire today. It's just... I don't want to bump into any of Margaret's photos on the way out the door. You'd better not. (sighs) Could you at least hold the screen door open for me? Oh, it looks like you're handling yourself just fine. He's not going to pass out on my front lawn, is he? Nah, he's bit like a workhorse. He's just being dramatic. Would you like anything else? Uh, Another mug of tea? Some cheese and crackers? A snack would be perfect. Oh. just got a few more pieces of her old bed which are small enough to store in the hallway for now. Once that's done, I'll be good to get started on the new one. Are you just about wrapped up in here? Oh, gosh darn. Margaret was just about to make us a snack on the second mug of tea. But then, I promise I'll be all yours. It's just that we said we'd be out to the home in time for their lunch service this afternoon to see some of your old friends. And I told you that you'll make your appointment with plenty of time to spare. I understand, but I never told you what time we needed to be there, and it's already 11.15. Benji, you look famished. Why don't you take a little break and have a bite to eat with us? We don't really have... Uh, Are those prosciutto stuffed olives? Somebody's got a good set of eyes on them. I am obsessed with these things. I suppose it wouldn't hurt if I join you for a few minutes. See, Benji? I could tell your blood sugar was getting low. Let Margie fix you right up. I mean, you know how I get when I'm hungry, but that doesn't really change the fact that we do have someplace else to be. Jeez, I'm sorry I'm such a burden. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. That, that, that's not what I meant. I, I am always thrilled to help you out with whatever you need, but... Father Clem promised his expertise before we got here, and I can't help but feel that he's going back on his word. Father Clem is helping me plenty, helping to keep me company. It's an important job. And one he's a real expert at. (laughs) So, Benjamin, I've got a question I've been meaning to ask you. Oh, yeah? Shoot. Well, I've been seeing that girl Olivia around a lot lately, poking her nose in with what happened over at the A of A. Which was a terrible tragedy, by the way. Terrible tragedy. I'm just glad that no one was hurt. Of course, dear. We all are. But the thing is, she's been going around asking a whole lot of people a whole lot of questions. Questions about their feelings around the establishment and questions around their activities on the day of the fire. At first, I, I thought this was maybe because of her work with CatholicNews.com. 
But then I saw her leave the pancake breakfast with Susan Tubbles the other day. And? It's just, uh, Susan's a wonderful woman, but she's no journalist. She's a P.I., and she introduced Miss Inwood to me as her assistant. That, uh, that's correct. Olivia is working with Susan now. Now, yes. But she also was two years ago when we first met. She was? That's news to me. It just got me wondering more and more about what you two were whispering about that day when I came to drop off my donations to the food pantry. Uh, Geez, Margaret, that was so long ago now. I couldn't even tell you. But as far as I can remember, Olivia told me she was in town to write up an article about our parish. Did you ever get to read a copy of the article? Uh, uh, Now that you mention it, I don't think I did. Hmm. Yeah. (laughs) I tried to find it. But I never could. Oh, you know these millennials, Margie. They'll just about talk anyone's ear off so long as they're asking. We can't really expect the boy to remember everything about that day or to know that woman was anything other than who she said she was. I suppose you're right, Clementine. (laughs) Clementine? Don't start, Benji. That's an old nickname, and as close as you and I are, it's not one that you have permission to use. Noted. Look at the time. Seems to me you might want to get to getting if you're hoping to make it over to the home for lunch hour. You're certainly right. Clem? Ah, you've got this. <sighs> There's more to the story between those two. I can just feel it in my bones. Your guess is as good as mine. Is it, though? Please. You've got no poker face, Father. I know when you've got a secret that's just dying to come out. It's not our business, Marge. Oh, come on. Who would I tell? (laughs) Are you kidding me? You're famously the biggest gossip in the St. Pat's community. If I gave you the goods, you'd kick us out of your house so fast so you could get on that phone of yours and track down anyone who would listen. (laughs) I suppose you know me, too. That I do, Margie. That I do. Fine. I'll stop prying. For now. But I'll get the goods out of you yet. No, dear. As much as you and I may hate it, sometimes people really do deserve their secrets. Oh, wow. So this really must be juicy. Oh, shh. That better not have been one of my figurines. Uh, it wasn't. Just a picture frame. Our police and I promise. You're darn right you will. Go easy on the boy. <laughs> oh, he's fine. He knows I'm just pulling his leg. Have you got a broom and dustpan I can use to clean up the little pieces? In the closet at the end of the hall, just before the bedroom. Thanks. I'm really sorry about this, Margaret. (laughs) Oh, it's fine, dear. That was about $8 down at the floor mart. You don't actually have to worry about it. I'm sure I've got another one lying empty around here somewhere. As long as you're sure. Uh, It was an honest mistake, Benji. Margie's just fine. Now, why don't you go and finish up so we can get out of our hair? Of course. Did you see the outfit that Gail was wearing to mass the other day? Uh, Yes. You'd think someone as tall as her would know not to wear green on green. She didn't appreciate it when I called Pat Jack the Giant Killer that day. (laughs) Oh, 
you terrible minx! You did not! I most certainly did. There was no way I was going to call her Beanstalk like I wanted, so I thought that'd be the next best thing. I think it got the point across. (laughs) I'm sure it did. You're sure not a fan of that one, are you? You can say that again. What kind of self-respecting woman of her age spends so much time feeding strays? There's just something not right about that. Oh, come on. Uh, I think it's kind of sweet what she does for those critters. They're vermin. And she's helping to perpetuate their prevalence all over our modest hamlet. It's not their fault they were brought into this world against their will. No, it isn't. But that's what animal control is for. And how would you feel if there were some government mule crawling all over town in a kill van looking to put you out of your misery? Someone's awful testy about the little kitty cats, aren't we? I just appreciate them for the way they carry themselves in this world. Unapologetic and unconcerned. Speaking of unapologetic, can you believe that that Dempster girl is already pregnant? Wasn't their wedding like a month ago? I certainly can, and it certainly was. You didn't hear this from me, but I heard there may or may not have been a shotgun involved on her father's part. No. Marched right over to Freddy's jewelry shop and made him buy her a ring and a threat of debt or dismemberment. He had to blow his whole savings on this dinky little thing. Scandalous. They certainly don't make them like they used to, do they? I mean... They kind of do. Sure, the doodads are fancier, but I remember presiding over a hastily thrown-together marriage or two thousand in my day. (laughs) Oh, I suppose you're right. Clem, Margaret, I'm all done. Why don't you come give it a look? Come on, Clementine. Well... Looks sturdy enough. I'm sure it's just as strong as it's supposed to be. Isn't that right, Benny? Absolutely. Took me a minute to get a hang of these wordless instructions, but once I got into a groove, things went along smoothly enough. Hmm. Well, that's certainly an improvement. It used to take me forever to fall asleep on that old thing with how much it squeaked. Tell me about it. I keep trying to convince this one to let us upgrade the furniture in our home, but he won't budge. Clem, you know how tight funds are at St. Pat's at the moment, especially with so much of it tied up in the A of A fundraising efforts. I'm painfully aware. Wait a minute. What on earth do you call this? Oh, you know these Akio sets. They, they always come with a few extra pieces, just, you know, just in case you lose some. Hmm. You're sure you didn't just miss a step? And this thing isn't going to collapse on me in the in the middle of the night when I'm in a deep sleep? Scout's honor, Margaret. You're sure of your craftsmanship here, Benji? Positive. I quadruple-checked before I put the mattress back on there. Well, I know who I'll call the second anything goes wrong with this new frame. Clementine? What did I tell you about that name? Very funny. All right, Clem. Let's get these last few pieces out of here so we can head on over to lunch. I'm not hungry anymore. You're always hungry. And besides, we're not eating. We're helping feed the residents who can't feed themselves. God in himmel, don't remind me. (sighs) 
I really can't thank you enough for this, Father. You're truly a godsend. It was nothing, Margaret. I'm happy to help. I wasn't speaking to you, Benjamin. Of course you weren't. <laughs> anytime, Margie, anytime. I'm always just a phone call away. Don't I know it. Now hurry up, Benji. We've got to get out of here now if we have any chance of getting over to the home. I know that, Clem. That's what I've been- It was so nice to see you as always, Father. We still on for lunch on Tuesday? I wouldn't miss it for the world. You know, if I drive, we may still be able to make it in time for a piece of carrot cake. I thought you weren't hungry, Clementine. There's always room for dessert. is a Rogue Dialogue production. This episode was written and directed by Bob Ramunda and Jack Marone. Here's our cast in order of appearance. Casey Callahan, Father Ben. Josh Rubino, Father Clem. And Anne Sweet, Margaret. Script editing by Jordan Stillman. Dialogue editing by Bob Ramunda. Sound design by Jeremy Elliott and Adam Raymunda. Score and mixing by me, Adam Raymunda. Season three of Forgive Me would not have been the same without our executive producer, Curtis Debrell Jr. This season, we've got a 13-episode Patreon-exclusive series called Confessions with Clem. Our patrons will get a glance into the secrets of the St. Patrick's community with everyone's favorite witty, nihilistic priest. In next week's episode, one of our youth group regulars comes in to discuss the recent baptism incident. Hey, Father Clem. Ah, Caitlin. I wondered when you'd be coming in for discussion after Sunday's little display. <sighs> Mom would have brought me in sooner, but I've had soccer practice every other night this week. How's that going this year? Is Coach Klein going easy on you? Really good, actually. I got moved up to JV because of how much better I was than all the other girls on the modified team. To get access to this Patreon-exclusive series as well as an ad-free version of our feed, become a supporting parishioner over at patreon.com slash roguedialogue. That's patreon.com slash roguedialogue. Are you enjoying season three? If so, follow us on your favorite podcast player. If you really enjoy it, rate and review the show on Podchaser or Apple Podcasts. That's it for now. We'll see you back here in two weeks for episode 12. Bye. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Well, hello there. Dr. Charlie Tuggett here. 
You know, rumor was Spaceship Oz-9 was intended to take a bunch of rich folks to a new planet since, uh, you know, we pretty much uh, used up the one we have now. But, you know, since it's uh, looking more and more likely the ship might uh, be humanity's last stand, let's take a quick look around. Are you telling me the four sacred tokens are all aboard the Oz-9? Remind me again why we're doing this? Allegiances are too muddled on this ship. MCCACEC is a normal institution of higher learning. Ah, but if you pull back the outermost layers... I'm from Minnesota, where we like our lives as neat and as open as the inside of a freshly caught and cleaned walleye. Do you know, I am now the only assassin aboard the ship. What are you doing alive? I want to know what side he's on when the ship hits the fan. Aren't they the most ridiculous people I've ever met? Uh, fetch that annoying bunch of trespassers so we can bring Pluto to heal. The new order starts today. Well, however this all plays out, if you have a strong stomach and a high tolerance for stupid, you can follow the Oz9's adventures just about anywhere you listen to podcasts. I got a trot, space monkeys. Stay safe out there.